In this week's episode, it's our annual tribute to the Super Bowl and all its crappy commercials. Actually, it's the Super Bowl that was crappy this time, but I digress. We've got trailers galore, Andy Warhol sort of eating a burger, creepy robots, a fiery ending, and that was just the commercials. The AP popcorn buckets came out, and they're even more disappointing than what we could have imagined. Also, more Galaxy's Edge tie-ins, Dumbo sneak peek, Dole controversy, and more on this halftime edition of the Mouse Pirate Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Hardy Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look happy birthday happy birthday michael michael the og nail guy oh no i was talking about the three caballeros oh not michael? it just had its birthday just the other day <laughs> oh, the movie we, we don't talk about michael right oh michael it's his birthday that's right hey it's rant man and wishing you a happy birthday to you whoa oh wait that was supposed to be something else you know what uh just thinking about it real quick Michael will probably not hear this until December because I don't think he's keeping up on the podcast. But anyway, uh, yeah, Michael had a birthday. Actually, it was yesterday. And um, he had a birthday weekend, I guess. I don't know if it was a weekend. But real quick, before I get to that part, they uh, or I saw him post a picture of his birthday cake. And uh, did you see it? No. All I can say is there were strawberries on top. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ooh. I'm not sure what kind of cake it was, unless it was kind of some kind of like a cheesecake type of cake. I don't know, but um, it, it, that strawberries look really good. And uh, I didn't get any, but it's all good. I hope I hope you enjoyed your cake, Michael. And ate it too. Yeah. But real quick, for his birthday, well, he started celebrating his birthday early, of course. And uh, we went to the parks on... Um, on the Friday, and uh, he had the glow with Michael. And I have to say that uh, he asked me, how many people do you think were going to show up? And I said, um, I said, um, I said 13. <laughs> and he looked at me, I go, well, I was going to say eight. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, you gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I did. I was wrong. There was it no, was 32. About 30-something I guess. Yes, there were about thirty something people there. Uh we uh took over the train. Uh this Whoa. year <laughs> You rode the train, huh? Yeah, I rode the train twice. We went around the park twice. Wow. There was actually uh we actually got to the point where we filled up one car. So that was pretty cool, glowing people. And then uh the later meetup, um seeing that there's more people on the second meetup 
and we uh, took over um, Pirates of the Caribbean. So that was pretty cool. Cool event, Michael. And uh, it was the Pajama Jam and the Glow with Michael Day. Oh, Glow with Michael in your pajama. That's what it was, yes. And it was pretty cool. A lot of people showed up. I was actually surprised that I was wrong. <laughs> so anyway, that was a pretty cool event and uh, had a great time hanging out. And we'll get to more of that later. So three Caballeros had a birthday? Yeah, it was one of the odd numbers, you know, one of the ones uh, you don't really pay attention to. Probably like Michael's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Ron Howard's other's daughter, other daughter's birthday the today. The other one we don't know. Yeah, Paige Howard. Oh, okay. Uh, it's her It's her birthday today. Cool, cool, cool. And it's my little homie's birthday today, but he's not so little anymore. He's 22 today. and uh, He's not Ron Howard's daughter. No, he's not. <laughs> Definitely not. His birthday today. Just want to say happy birthday to Miggy. Yes. So like I said, we were in the parks on Friday because, well... Michael had that planned already. He was going to be in the parks for that event. But, of course, I went because of that Mickey Steamboat Willie popcorn balloon bucket. And, uh, of course, uh, you're hearing all the stories. Before You know, you wake up and you start seeing all the posts that the, the three-hour line for this and people waited forever for this and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, I'm just thinking, well, you're stupid if you're waiting that long for a popcorn bucket. I got the popcorn bucket. We went over to uh, DCA first, and uh, we just basically walked around the popcorn stands to see what the line was like and all of them. Uh, the one uh, on Buena Vista Street, actually, I don't think it looked that big when we first got there. Uh, later on, I, when we went back later, it was wrapped all, all the way around the inside where like they put the Christmas tree. I don't know if it was actually that way when we got there. I don't remember. I just saw the regular line. It might have been that way. And then over there by Soren, the line was going. They switched back line on the side of Soren. They had a line over there. How many uh, stands did they have that one at? Because obviously ten? it wasn't in all of them. They 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 listed 10 or 11. That's too many. Because, so, you know, I my complaint that whenever they do this, that means that regular people can't go get popcorn at those stands. Oh, Nobody's no regular person is going to stand in line that long, at least not knowingly. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good point, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. But we went over to uh, the pier to go check out that line, and um, that one's usually pretty good. Yeah, well, that's actually, where I got solely. Yeah, actually, there was a lot of people in that line too. There was like, eighty people in that line. I'm we, sorry, uh, not solely uh, Oogie last year. Right, there was like eighty people in that line. And I was just looking, and uh, Jose said, "Well, hey, we should just go check Hollywood." I said, "I'm already over here, you know." And by that time, you're tired. I'm like, "We'll just stay here." And uh, the line was actually shorter than I guess it was because they had the tape on the floor, but there was still like plenty of tape behind us, so it wasn't that bad. And they actually had a cast member asking, "Who is here just for popcorn?" So basically, that tells you that they're going to go in the front of the line and get their popcorn. So that's a good thing. That is good because it's something that they haven't done before when they've tied up those, uh, the uh, the popcorn stands with AP only buckets, and I, yeah. I think it's really it's super unfair that they do that because then you know where what are the what are the other people because you know I've seen in the past when they've had the AP ones and they've had the one at Town Square and in the Hub both selling the AP ones and it's like so that means that the, uh, a regular person has to walk all the way to like Matterhorn. 
or all the way to like Frontierland or something to get popcorn, and it's really unfair to the regular people. I mean, I know we don't really care about the regular people as much, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes you know, we sometimes we do. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. So I don't, I can't tell you if the other stands did that, but that one did. They asked if anyone was just there for popcorn, which is a good thing, and um, it wasn't that long of a wait, even though there was eighty people in front of us. They actually had about six cast members there. They had one cast member ringing you up. They had one cast member filling popcorn, the the little popcorn sleeves. And they had like, uh, they had two of them unpacking the bucket and basically two handing them out. Now, speaking of unpacking the bucket, let's uh, talk about the uh, state of the buckets. What state are they from? Uh, they must be from the farthest one, considering how the how damaged these things are. From what I hear, <laughs> yeah, I I guess there's a lot of people complaining because they were scratched. And uh, I saw pictures on the ones that people posted, and they got those big. Uh, the problem is, is that they're they're uh, they're painted with a matte paint. Yes, and then not clear coated with a matte clear coat. So matte paint, when you all you have to do is. I could take this pen and run it across it, and it's going to leave a big streak because that's how matte paint works. If you you can't just run your run something across matte paint, it's going to leave a streak, and that's what's happening with these because they're matte paint that hasn't been clear coated with a matte clear coat, which is what they should have done to them. It's just yeah. Well, that makes sense now after my story I'm about to tell you in a little bit. Oh, okay, but um. Just real quick, it didn't take us that long to get the bucket, so they were moving the the line pretty quickly. I went up there, I paid, they gave me my receipt, I moved along to the next side, I showed them the receipt, they marked it, and they gave me my popcorn, and then they gave me the bucket, and then that was it. So that line was moving pretty quickly. I heard that over over in Hollywood land, they only had two cast members over there, and that line was moving slow. So I guess I uh, I lucked out by going to the the one that had the most cast members. I I the rest of the popcorn stands I don't know how many cast members they had there, but um yeah I lucked out so I didn't wait that long and plus uh like I said Michael was there so we met up with Michael. Michael came and st- stood in line with us, which was a good thing because that uh, allowed me to get another bu- bucket. <laughs> so he bought a bucket for me. And then another friend of ours, Carla, was there, and uh, which allowed Jose to get another bucket. <laughs> so uh, that was cool. And then there was another uh, people in line that we knew. So you know, having people in line and you know just chit chatting it, it made the line go faster. And those cast members were awesome. They did a great job over there. Um, so I got my popcorn. Like I said, I got two buckets. So now I have two cartons of popcorn. I didn't want to put the popcorn in the bucket. So I ended up putting one of the buckets in my backpack, and then I put one popcorn thing in my backpack. And I wasn't because I wasn't hungry; I didn't want to eat popcorn. Michael took the other popcorn, so that was cool. And now I was carrying one. Michael said he he had a, a locker, and I said, "Oh, well, can I put this in there?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can make some room." Watch out, big money over here with a locker. Seven dollars, dude. More than three. <laughs> <laughs> So he got a little locker, so that's why he was saying, we got to see if we have room. So I had room, so I didn't have to carry two buckets around, one in my backpack, and I put that in the locker. 
So here's the story I was going to tell Anthony earlier because I was uh, I had to clean out my my uh, backpack because the popcorn spilled in there because it was full, and I was thinking I you know I I uh, I try to be smart about things, and I was thinking I should have brought a big Ziploc bag. I should have brought that. I didn't think about it, and then I remembered I have in my backpack the, a small Ziploc bag, and I was thinking to myself. Well, that popcorn's not gonna fit in there. Yeah, but then later on, thinking, "Oh, you're stupid because you could have used the, to that to cover it." <laughs> if I would have used a Ziploc bag and covered the top, it wouldn't have spilled. <laughs> so I get the uh, "you're stupid" uh, award today, I guess. But anyway, hey, Bugs Bunny's here. Um, what's up, Doc? <laughs> so. You're a maroon. <laughs> exactly. So I uh, that night I had to clean my bag out, and I'm taking all the popcorn out of the bag. I take out my bucket. I take out the popcorn, clean it up, and um, I notice all this grease on the bucket. Just like you saying how it's going to leave a streak. Well, since the popcorn fell... The grease from the popcorn got on the bucket, and now it's all over the ears and all that. So I was like, oh. Yeah, and it's just going to that grease because there's no coating on the matte paint. That grease will just soak into the matte paint now, and it's, uh, you can't get it off. You cannot get it off even with Dawn soap. So now I got a greasy popcorn bucket. And, uh, yeah, I... I it's on the same order as, look over on the side of that cabinet right there. You see how it looks kind of streaky on the top with the dark brown? Yeah. That's because I had too much uh, uh, too much wood oil on a rag, and I did it too hard with a circle, and it put a lot of the wood oil on there. Now I would have to go back over the whole entire thing, oh. because now it's like heavily soaked in in that part. Yeah. And that's the same thing that's happening with yours. If it would have been clear-coated with a, with a matte clear coat, you could have just wiped it off, and it wouldn't have been on there. But they didn't do that, and that's why those look all they all look like they're all. Yeah, anybody you get, you get, you're gonna have to like basically, basically treat that thing with like kid hands. And I saw, like I said, I saw pictures of people that were they were coming right out of the box and hanging on the thing. Yeah, people took pictures of ones that were hanging, and you can see that there were already marks and stuff on them. And I'm just like, if they can't even get that kind of good quality control on the on the on their product. It's like why even why are they even even bother and then they're gonna sell that shit for twenty dollars. Now, we uh, one someone asked if they could because uh, like I said they had two uh, cast members unpacking them from the boxes, and from the box they came in a bubble wrap, and they were taking the the buckets out of the bubble wrap, and someone asked, "Can we just get it with the wrap?" And they said, "Oh no, we're not allowed to." Exactly. The suffocation hazard. <laughs> and uh, I know I, you know, people immediately post all the posts of uh, people put them on eBay. And I've seen pictures of it in the bubble wrap. Oh, really? Yes. People so post, people were giving them out in the bubble wrap. Yes, because people said. Well, you know how it is with cast members. It's like one cast member to our one popcorn booth to another. It's going to be different shit depending on who's yeah. there. So, yeah. So. I clean my popcorn bucket. It didn't come out. Now that you tell me about not coating it, now I understand why it's not going to come out. Yeah, it's it sucks. If you guys haven't heard, the popcorn buckets did sell out. We were over in Town Square, 
and uh, there was a line over there for the bucket. And so we're, uh, Jose went to go look to see how many were there, and they only had three left and a long line. So we're like, oh. So we're thinking, okay, maybe they'll get some more, you know, because they keep, you know, the other lines, you see, keep seeing the cast members pushing carts for the boxes. So we say, okay, maybe they'll be getting some more soon. And all of a sudden we see the cast member going, we're out of buckets, guys. We're out of buckets. And the line, the line disperse. And then you get the people who don't know that they're out of buckets and go, oh, come on, let's go, let's go, because there's no line. <laughs> Denied. Now, uh, in case you guys haven't figured it out by now, it, Tim's not here. Oh, because if uh, if 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 he was here by now, this is when Tim would be jumping in uh, to tell you about how there's a conspiracy about how there's like twenty thousand bo- buckets in boxes that are being held backstage because uh, a number on a side of one box uh, times math tells you that there's thirty. 30- 32,000 buckets uh, and it's the same math that he tried to that we tried to do before with the alien bucket and or the solely bucket and it didn't end up working because whatever reasons that's not how it works and that doesn't mean that there's that many at the park so whatever conspiracy theories you hear about them maybe not having any I guarantee you that there are boxes of ones backstage but I also guarantee you that they're broken yeah or they're damaged beyond. There's probably ones that there's probably so many that are backstage that are scratched beyond where they even they are like, oh, we can't sell that. Yeah, there, I know a lot of people saying that they they saw people or they saw cast members taking boxes back and they would have the broken ones or whatever damaged. And of course, if they're damaged or anything, they're not going to sell those. Well, I know that there was boxes. Uh, there was boxes of the solely ones, uh, broken solely ones backstage for. Months after oh. those were gone, uh, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see these come back with a clear coat on them. Yeah, though too too late for me because I'm not going to buy another one. Just saying, if they do come back, I wouldn't be surprised if they're redesigned, or maybe they come back next year and then redesign. It wouldn't be the first thing, the first time, obviously, that they've redesigned something or re- had something come out basically the same. Well, this is already a redesign of the po- of the balloon popcorn bucket. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, we already know that it's either a remold or a repaint. Going by the fact that it has the that it looks so matte and matte paint on it, I wouldn't be surprised if they just aren't repaints. What does the inside look like? Is it? Just... I don't even. I didn't even look at it because I didn't. I'd be curious what color the inside of the bucket is. It's probably the same color as the. I don't know. I was just thinking because it's the know. bottom. Painted too the bottom the, the the black part is it painted too or is it matte painted or is it just the top gray the the light gray because you know there's the top part which is the dark gray the light gray and then the bottom is the dark gray I believe uh, I was just wondering if that was all if it's completely painted or if it's like part of it is the actual molded part of the uh, the bucket uh, yeah the bottom is gray I don't know you know so, what no, I think the the it might be all black like the inside right and uh and then the outside is painted green in the bottom right so basically and, basically like i was saying it's just a remold of the uh popcorn of the uh the balloon popcorn bucket from two years ago no but geez four years ago now yeah yeah that was 2015 gosh yeah 
how time flies since the 60th. The uh, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if it came back. I mean, look at the uh, look at how many times the the other things have been brought back just with a repaint. So we'll see. Seems very unlikely they would bring them back for one day. I mean, after all, the sipper, the Mickey sippers were supposed to come back for one day, and then they didn't. Right? Just asked him. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, but if anybody else, if anybody else out there got their uh, AP Steamboat Willie popcorn bucket and has any complaints, or if yours is scratched, or uh, if you have any uh, other ideas, email us mousepire at gmail dot com. Yeah. <laughs> you know it'd be a good idea is if you don't want to damage anymore to just buy a can of clear cut and do it yourself. Mm, okay. Or I'd just let you do it for me. <laughs> you act like you don't know how to use spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> Races. <laughs> hey Anthony. Yeah. Have you ever seen an elephant fly? Uh not in person. <laughs> well guess what? There will be a sneak peek of Dumbo. Sneak peek of the sneak peek? That too. But right now we're talking just about the sneak peek. Oh. And uh, it's going to be a little different this time because it's not at the Sunset Showcase Theater and it's not at the Tomorrowland Theater. It is at the Opera House. Well, it is a theater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just hope John Wilkes Booth is not there. (laughs) So yeah, this time we'll be having a sneak peek over at the Opera House, and um, that's going to begin next month. Now they didn't put a date; they just said this March. Well, the movie comes out at the end of March, so I would assume that it's going to be probably sometime. I'm going to put it on flip the calendar over to March. He is flipping a physical calendar that is on the wall over to March. He had to lick his fingers like the old uh, thing says. Okay, I believe it's uh, what, March 8th that uh, Captain Marvel comes out, right? Okay, this comes on the 29th. And that comes out on the 29th, so I'm going to say that the preview is going to start on the 15th. Calling it right now. And there will be a AP sneak peek of the sneak peek on the day before. Which is the 14th. Yes, the 14th. (laughs) All right, so that's uh, his prediction. If it's not that day, it'll be the 8th. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And if it's not that day, well, Disney was wrong about it. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll be having a sneak peek of Dumbo coming to Disneyland Park over at uh, Lincoln. So Lincoln's going to be sharing his theater with Dumbo, and uh, that's going to be pretty cool. That means no Lincoln while that's going on, I assume. Right. I think um, Lincoln has to, uh, uh, I think he's going uh, on vacation. Well, he deserves it. <laughs> I been... mean, he it's his birthday this month, though, so he should have gotten the vacation this month. Right, but, you know, right. That's what happens when you're the president. I mean, he can't. He, Lincoln just can't go to Mar-a-Lago whenever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, of course, I am very, very excited to see this movie. It looks really good. And um, I think uh, Anthony might be excited to see this movie. I have tempered expectations. Okay, I got a Mar- Captain Marvel's on my focus right now, and then and, and then Endgame, and uh, and but the, the you know the one I'm uh, Lion King, you know. Oh yes, <laughs> really got to have that focus on Lion King. 
Hey, and we got a little video or something. Or something. Or something. I see Danny DeVito. Yep. I like that guy. <laughs> He's the penguin. <laughs> Hi, I'm Colin Farrell. And I'm Danny DeVito. Disney's live-action Dumbo is about to take flight. It's a brand-new story with colorful characters on an incredible adventure with one unforgettable elephant. But even more exciting than that, we've got an exclusive sneak peek of the movie that you can find at Disney Parks. Yeah, that's right. Just for you. Okay, fine. Maybe for you, too. Pretty PG. Yeah. He was talking to Dumbo. Yeah. Lucky. All right, so since we get official date of that uh, opening at the parks, we'll let you know. Yes. We'll think about it. <laughs> we'll think about it. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. All right, so over at the parks, actually over at the hotel, we told you what, about over a year ago or last summer, or not not a year ago, the summer, sometime in the summer, or whenever it was that Tangaroa Terrace closed to make way for the new new and improved Tangaroa Terrace and the uh, the beach, or not the beach, the, the poolside thing. Now, is that open too, or is it just... The... I can't tell you. I don't okay. Know. Because uh, I know that I saw a lot of pictures of a lot of, a lot of uh, seating area and viewing area that overlooks the pool. But I don't know if that just means it's a little bit closer to the pool now and it's been built out. And if it includes that whole section. But either way, the Tangaro Terrace itself is now open with a new menu. And uh, like I said, new seating and new decorations. And it looks all pretty and cool and stuff. And But... uh. I just want to bring the attention to, uh, to one particular thing that's going on at Tangaroa Terrace, and that is the uh, the new uh, walk-up Dole Whip bar. I heard about that today. And uh, something in particular, well, there's a couple of things to uh, to bring to, to note uh, about that. Hold on, hold on, let me get my pen. Okay, yes, you should get your pen, because there is numbers involved. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> it, it must be, it has to be, it has to be done. Now, uh... Uh, one thing to note is that now you won't have to walk all the way over to wherever it was before to get the alcoholic Dole Whip float because it isn't there now. Oh, that, that was at the hotel. Yeah, before you had to go over to uh, that other place by Goofy's Kitchen, I believe. Maybe. Had the, uh, there was a little walk-up place that, where you oh, can get yes, the, Dole Whip, yes, the yes. alcoholic Dole Whip float. Yeah, I remember now. Now yeah. you can get it at the walk-up window at Tangaroa Terrace. It is $10.00. As a regular Dole Flip float, of course, with a splash of rum. <laughs> but what I want to bring your attention to is the pineapple Dole Whip soft serve and the Dole Whip float themselves and the prices. Oh, bum, bum, bum. In the parks, in the park at the Dole Whip stand, a Dole Whip soft serve is five sixty nine. The Dole Whip float is six forty nine. At this window, at Tangaroa Terrace, at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim, California, <laughs> the Dole Whip soft serve is two ninety nine, and the Dole Whip float is three sixty nine. What? Now I know there's always a whole thing about tax not being you know already being included in like the at the Dole Whip I'm sure in the park, whereas this one you probably have to add the tax. But there ain't that much tax. <laughs> I don't care where you are. There ain't that much tax. 
that is a difference of I haven't done the math, but that is a difference of like three, almost three dollars each. Oh my gosh! So if you're ever really jonesing for a Dole Whip until they figure out this and they change it, if you're in, if you need absolutely need your Dole Whip, I suggest you go to the hotel. To Tangaroa Terrace. And get two for the price of one. At Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California. <laughs> and get your float or Dole Whip on. Or just say screw both of those and pay $10 and get your one with alcohol. Because by the, by the time you walk over, that's what you're going to want anyways. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So uh, I can't take credit for discovering that. It was brought to my attention, but uh, I, find, I found it highly amusing. And it was only because of that is why I discovered the Tangaroa Terrace was open. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's an interesting uh, development. Uh, that is at the Waka Bar, as I said, uh, which also has uh, specialty tiki cocktails and beer and spirits and wine and also has a coffee thing with uh, espressos and whatnot. Coffee Express, Coffee Express. Espressos, cappuccinos, lattes, cafe au lait, tea, hot chocolate. <laughs> I don't know how much hot chocolate is in the park, but it's two ninety nine here. Uh, I believe hot chocolate is like three something. Well, there you go. Go to the hotel. Apparently, they don't. They they have to walk far to get to Starbucks, but they get much cheaper Dole whips. There you go. I got some good information right there. Indeed, you're welcome. Fernando, I don't know. I don't know. Whoever out there likes Dole Whips a lot. Michael. Yeah, Michael, go to the hotel. Bye. Hey, did you know that the Astro Orbiter is gone? <laughs> oh, I think we talked about that last week. But you know what? We still gain those uh, people saying that, oh, it's going to be taken away and this and this and that and conspiracy theories and things like that. I don't know. My my favorite my favorite theory is the uh, the thing I sent you, uh, you know Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that's all. That's yes. all I gotta say. I just want to <laughs> say that um, let's say that Disney was gonna plan on taking this out, and so they can make room there because it is in the way, and a lot of people are hating on it, saying they need to take it out and stuff like that. I'm not hating on it. I do think it's in the way there. Um, it's been in the way ever since it was put there. Yeah, be put in the way. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a, it's a good ride, but it's in the way. And people are saying, "Oh, they're taking it out." This and this and that. And you know, if you would really, really think about it, if they were taking it out just because they took it all down and they're refurbing, doing the refurb to it, but let's say they were going to take it all down and just get rid of it and not tell anyone, now would be the time to do it. <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> All the other decorations around it would be taken down already, and those are still up. Mike, on the- you're saying that like the uh, the signage and the booth and all that stuff would be taken down before the ride itself. No, it'd be taken down already after they took down the ride. Oh, right, so I'm, I'm but that stuff's still I'm, there. I'm talking about the little balls and the sides. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are still up. They would have taken those down already if they were not going to bring back the ride. Probably because they would probably have a wall. Around the whole, is there a wall around it? The whole thing well, there's is a wall. There's a whole wall around it, but yeah. I mean, yeah, they would be actively. That would be becoming like a. They would actively have torn apart that whole thing because yeah. they would have presumably, if they're going to take it out, they would 
brick the whole thing down like as if it was never there. Right. Like they did with that fountain. Yeah. For Mad Tea. For Mad Tea, which then they then. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just right. saying. If you, uh, if, plus, plus one more thing. Uh, the right is still in the back. <laughs> right. Right. We've got pictures of that. So if it was being taken out completely. It would have been. It would be in. It would be in Ranch Cucamonga, <laughs> right? It'd so, be with the electrical parade. Yes, I'm just saying. If you guys were really thinking it's going to be taken down, do a little uh, common sense work and think about it. Hey, why are these things still up? You know. Anyway, so that's uh, still uh, scheduled to open in the spring. We still don't have a date on that. I I I will I will make no bones about it. I think it should needs to be taken out or moved. Because it's in the way. Yeah. yeah I like agree. I said, it's in the way. The whole entrance to Tomorrowland needs to be completely redone. The Astro Bird needs to go away. All that rock work and shit needs to be gone. It needs to go bye-bye. They need to open up the whole entrance to Tomorrowland all nice and open. I want. You know, I would love it for it to go back to 1959 Tomorrowland yeah. with the flags and that big, that big uh, uh, compass-looking thing that looked like a... Some <laughs> right, the clock, I believe. The clock, yeah. But I just want to say, you know, hey, that's what's going on, and then uh, it's probably back sometime in the spring. No date yet, but uh, I want to talk about some refurbs that are going on right now. Splash Mountain is closed through February fourteenth. Of course, Sleeping Beauty Castle is getting its refurb open in the spring. I believe that uh, Splash Mountain's the only one that has a date, a reopening date. The rest of them are all vague. Well, right, we have a. Uh, no. Oh, okay. That's well, what we, I had seen. <laughs> well, we had this, the Sailing Ship Columbia that's going to uh, uh, refurb through March 7th, uh, opening on March 8th, and Fantasmic will be back on March 8th also. Okay, cool. So we have the dates for that. Upcoming refurbs for Disneyland Park. Mint Julep Bar will be refurbed from February 18th through March 1st. Space Mountain will be refurbed February 25th through March 14th. Uh, of course, at DCA, we have the Grizzly River Run that will reopen sometime in the spring. And it has a uh, upcoming refurb for the silly Stephanie Swings, which will be March, 4th, March 4th until we don't know yet. So we'll find out a date on that and let you guys know. But those right now are the planned refurbs for now. And don't forget that all these dates are subject to change without notice. Tomorrow. <laughs> hey, it could happen. It's happened before where, where I've seen the Zephyr, the Golden Zephyr, on the refurb, and then it comes up that weekend and they're open still. <laughs> it's been taken off. So that stuff like that always changes. Probably depends on what other projects they have going on and what needs to be done first. But that's just a little heads up. If you're heading to the parks anytime between those dates, you'll know that that stuff is going to be closed. Unfortunately, uh, my nephews are going to be there during March, that 14th week, around there, March 13, 14th, because uh, their band's coming down. So they're going to miss Space Mountain. <laughs> they're not going to be able to go on that. And I got to let them know, and they're probably going to be sad. Just kidding. But anyway, yep, that's uh refer we have for now. Are you ready for some boring football? Um, I was ready for football. But I, I don't think they were ready for football. <laughs> I agree with that. Because uh, no matter who won, both of them sucked. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's talk about what uh, really sucked. 
And well, what people said that sucked was the halftime show. Oh and well, I mean, I think that's a given. Well, I don't know. Let me just. I just want to say. Wait, are you going to make the case for this halftime show being good? Because that you're probably the only one. Well, that's because they don't look at it as uh, my perspective. Well, you're looking at it from a technical perspective. <laughs> Most people are looking at it from a performance perspective, and I think the consensus is that uh, Maroon Five should never do that again. Well, let me talk about that real quick because uh, I was. I hate to admit this, but I was watching the talk today, and uh, hey, Whoopi, I like Whoopi. No, that's the view. Oh, that's the view. <laughs> well, then shows what I know. The talk has uh, Sharon Osbourne. Oh, I like Sharon Osbourne. I do too. So, Sharon Osbourne, they were talking about the halftime show and how people didn't like it and all that stuff. Now, Sharon went on and basically said that Maroon 5 is not an, um, basically, I want to say, elite band and they should have not been in that situation to perform because they're not that good to be performing at a Super Bowl halftime show. She's not wrong. That is messed up, though. <laughs> She's not wrong, because, but it is messed up for someone of her caliber to, yeah. to say out loud on a talk oh, show. Okay, her, okay here, her, I just remember her word was, they are weak. Well. You don't say that, being in her position... You know, because now it just sounds like she's trying to say, well, they shouldn't have Maroon 5. They should have had Ozzy on there. Well, I don't think that's what that says at all. But I think it just says that everybody knows that it was supposed to be, uh, who was it supposed to be originally? But she, Beyonce or? No, Beyonce. Not Beyonce. So, um, who was it supposed to be? But she said no because of uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, Cardi. Cardi, Cardi B. B. She was supposed to come in and sing with uh, Maroon 5 because they did a song together. Oh, so she was supposed to make it better. Uh, yeah, she was supposed to make an appearance, and she said no. But he still So did instead this. you ended up with SpongeBob. Yes, which I still don't understand what SpongeBob had to do unless Homeboy was from Atlanta. It had nothing to do with it. It was, uh, from what I hear, it was, a, it was a really poor attempt at taking advantage of the death of the SpongeBob creator, uh, but something that had to do with something to do with a meme. Oh, Okay. It was like it's supposed to be a tribute to a meme or something like that. Oh, I didn't understand. But that. it was really poor and it should never have been done is from what I understand. Oh, okay. But anyway, my point is Sharon shouldn't have said that about, you know, Adam Levine and the band because, you know, she is in the music business, but she still should have said, you know, hey, maybe she should have said, maybe Maroon 5 shouldn't have been there. Maybe they should have, you know, whatever. Not saying that they're weak and they sh- they're not capable of pulling off a halftime performance. You know? Are you upset that she said it or just that somebody said it? That she said it because she shouldn't have said that. Right. Because yeah. I'm sure if she didn't say it, somebody would have. And I'm sure somebody else did. Well, she, the, she the, just said it in a public forum, it, it, which it, makes it, it seem worse. In my opinion, if, if you said it, if the neighbors said it, someone else said it, that don't mean nothing. But coming from her and her you know, being in the music business forever... It means something, and you know, it, she just shouldn't have said that. I just, I was like, dang, that's just wrong. I was laughing when I heard it because <laughs> I just thought Dirty. that was so wrong. But. Well, I mean, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, they they really had no business on there. To me, the the Super Bowl halftime show has become a joke, anyways. I think that I think it's gonna go down. Katy Perry was the last best halftime show. And we'll never get another left shark. <laughs> and and we will most certainly never get another Prince, another Michael, 
or another halftime show of those kind of calibers. We're never going to get one again. I, I'll call. I'll say it right now. We're never going to get one again because this is what we're we've uh, devolved to with the halftime show. Is this kind of is this kind of half-assed garbage? Now people are saying that this is the worst halftime show ever. I'm going to disagree with that. I've well, seen worse. I've, I'm sure there's been worse. Yes, there has been worse. But I don't know. I mean, I I like Maroon Five. I like their songs. I I don't have. I mean, I I like them, but I don't have any other CDs or anything. I mean, he didn't need to take his shirt off. Well, well, he did because he needed to try to get more people to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he had the opposite effect. Uh, if anything, people are just saying that uh, it's hypocritical because uh, he should have gotten in trouble like Janet did. Yes, I I agree with that. <laughs> Everyone's talking about that. But I think that's kind of stupid because we all know that, you know. Well, we all know that's a double standard. Yes. It's not, men are not held to the same standard. They can walk around with no shirts on. Right. And it's the, it's, it's the norm. It's right. It's what everyone's used to. And, you know, you go to the beach and that's how it is. But anyway, that was just my point on the halftime show real quick. Yeah, uh, so let's uh, try and bring it back around. Bring it around. Bring it around. Turn that bus around. Yeah, I mean, just because Tim's not here doesn't mean we uh, we need to go off on our own tangents. But um, ours are not that long. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that was probably about as long as it gets right there. Right. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, we had uh, some uh, commercials and things and trailers. Yeah, I'll tell you what there wasn't. There wasn't a Star Wars trailer because there wasn't supposed to be one. <laughs> and despite what people may say, certain people may say, and despite what certain people and other people may have read on the internets and from a uk site from a from multiple <laughs> clickbait sites uk or not uh nobody ever said there was going to be a star wars trailer nobody ever said there was going to be a star wars name unveiling or anything at the super bowl uh it, it would have been great if there had been you know like a surprise or something that would have been fantastic but it didn't happen uh we got basically what we were expecting at the Super Bowl, and that was Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Toy Story, and I will now play all three of those for you, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Some people move on, but not us. All right, so yeah, that trailer for a for a, a audio medium pretty pointless. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Not sorry. Trust me, you're gonna get plenty of words in this next one, especially the words farther, faster, and whatever that other word was. Furious. Oh, higher, further, and faster. Wrong movie. Trust me, if you don't remember the words higher, faster, and further by the by the end of this trailer, oh, you will. About to show these boys how we do it. You ready? Higher, further, faster, baby. Yes, yes. Higher. Further. Faster. Higher. Try to keep up. Baby, yeah, you don't really realize until you're 
actually playing these for an audio medium that they're really, yeah, there's not really much going on for a, uh, yeah. Not sorry. Not sorry at all. You know, it's all the trailers that are not the, the, not the Disney ones that uh, have the have more talking. Right. <laughs> this one has talking. You got a friend in me. Wow, this place is amazing. Wasn't Buzz going to meet us here? He must be held up somewhere. Hey, up here, Astro Boy. If you think you can take our top prize spot, you're wrong. Dead wrong. Help me get out of here. I'll help you. With my foot. Wow. Yeah. How you like that, Tita? Oh, oh, to infinity and my foot. Boom. <laughs> In the vacuum of space, they cannot hear you scream. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, so that is uh, Toy Story 4, a.k.a. Toy Story 4, Key and Peel. <laughs> Because that is once again uh, that is Key and Peel as what Ducky and Bunny, right? Yes. Is that their names? Yeah. Uh, I made the comment. Uh, look at Jordan Peel getting two Super Bowl commercials because, of course, he is the narrator and, of course, the host of the upcoming Twilight Zone on CBS. I did mention that on the uh, podcast before, just because of the connection to the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and the irony of that going away. Uh, I just want to say that uh, in reference to uh, my favorite Super Bowl commercial of the night, let it burn. Let all the Bud Light and garbage beer burn in fire from the dragons. That is like the best commercial ever. Game of Thrones coming in to burn down the Bud Light kingdom is the most amazing thing ever because I cannot stand those damn commercials with their stupid gross beer and making a thing like, oh, for all, for the all and not the, for the many and not the few. You mean the many who like shitty beer, maybe. <laughs> I would like a not, nice autumnal mead. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I> one <want> mead. <laughs> so, burn. Let it burn. But then I like how it, during the Super Bowl they burn it down, and then literally there's two commercials later on. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Hey, they they're paying five uh, five million dollars for a commercial, so they better get their money's worth. Well, you know who must have a lot of money then? T-Mobile. Yes, because they must have had what four of those commercials with the people texting. Yes. And uh, real quick, uh, I saw I think one of my friends posted, "How come there wasn't any uh, Doritos commercials?" First thing I thought it was Doritos probably had five million reasons why they didn't have a commercials. Uh, right, that's all I gotta say. All right, so well, speaking of Disney and Pixar, uh, it was just announced today that there will be a new thing on YouTube starting now called Spark Shorts, and there will be more coming later to Disney Plus. But for now, they're on YouTube, and they're called Spark Shorts, and the first one is called Pearl. Now, real quick, is that like the Star Wars thing that we talked to, or you talked about a while back? The uh, Yeah, the Galaxy of Adventures ones on YouTube? Yeah. Or, I don't know. This is... Now I was just thinking, didn't you say... Because this is on the Disney Pixar YouTube channel. But my, but, but my point is that they'd, they've done this before. Right. So yeah, was... they've been doing this thing where they've been putting things out on YouTube First, because I guess they want to build build a base, and then they can be like, oh, do you like this? 
well, come sign up for Disney Plus <laughs> to get more. Right. Smart. So it, this is kind of like they're kind of using YouTube as a uh, almost like free advertising with like pulling shorts. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, well, here, you can get more of this later, which is basically what they're doing. Uh, but this short pearl is about a roll of pink yarn uh, going to work or something. I haven't watched it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looks interesting. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Pixar. So uh, imagine a ball of yarn on The Office, I guess. Cool. I mean, that's basically what Dwight was, a ball of yarn. So. <laughs> and like I said, those are on the Disney Pixar YouTube channel for now. All right, so a couple of weeks ago when we were on the road, I was telling you guys about the uh, the Pirates Price book, Hondo book, where he goes to where it takes place, parts of it takes place on Batu at Black Spire. Well, we just got the announcement the other last week from... Delray and Star Wars that there would be some new books coming out that will have more tie-in to Galaxy's Edge. That means more words. Yes, more words. <laughs> uh, starting with what uh, one that had already previously been announced, but I hadn't mentioned it on here before, will be uh, Galaxy's Edge getting its very own Marvel comic book. Oh. Uh, that will uh, surround... A uh, Ithorian, also known to original Star Wars people as Hammerhead, a Hammerhead named Doc Onder. He is a Ithorian who deals in rare antiquities, presumably inside of Black Spire Outpost. I was just thinking so that. he might be somebody that we'll meet in the shops. Actually, meet in the shops. That's cool. So yeah, that is a uh, mini series that is coming in April. Like I said, from Marvel, that will be coming out on April twenty fourth. And then, uh, like I said, that one had previously been announced, but I hadn't mentioned it. But just announced by the same author who did the uh, previous uh, Captain Phasma book, uh, Delilah Dawson, will be coming the appropriately simply named Black Spire, which will be a prequel, another prequel to the uh, Galaxy's Edge itself. And this one will be about General Leia Organa dispatching her top spy to Batu in a disparate search for resistance allies. Hmm. So uh, we'll see how that's going to tie into possibly Hondo's presence there, if presumably if he's still there, and maybe even some tie into uh, resistance. Who knows? And then also from Disney Lucasfilm Press will be. A uh, this is going to be a young adult novel called A Crash of Fate, and it's about a couple of friends living on Batu and smugglers and angry pirates and adventure for young adults. Okay, so it'll be basically be like it's a young adult Star Wars novel based on in Black Spire or on Batu, so. And then uh, having nothing to do with Galaxy's Edge or Batu or Black Spire, but featuring one of the coolest covers ever in the history of any Star Wars book is going to be a book called Star Wars Myths and Fables, which basically looks like 
a uh, crossover. It's like the Star Wars version of Stephen King's Eyes of the Dragon, <laughs> uh, but it's like a uh, like Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons. But it like has the coolest cover like in the history of Star Wars covers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. actually like uh, Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. <laughs> yes, that is a good one. <laughs> Uh, the uh, D- Delilah Dawson's Black Spire novel comes out September 3rd, which means that presumably our Galaxy's Edge will be, be open before this book even comes out. Oh. The uh, young adult book, A Crash of Fate, will be out August 6th, and the uh, Myths and Fables dragon book will be out on August 6th as well. I don't think there's actually dragons. It's a crate dragon, but it's just on the cover. It just looks really cool. There is no dragons in Bruce Lee either. No Bruce Lee. All right. Then also speaking of Galaxy's Edge, last week we got a video featuring Christina Dewberry, who is construction manager at Walt Disney Imagineering, and she has a little takes us on a little uh, behind the scenes. Yes, behind the scenes tour of things. Uh, it's one of those every rolls a starling roll videos that they have. This one just happens to do with Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christina Dewberry, construction manager with Walt Disney Imagineering. I'm working on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and welcome to every role, a starring role. I've been an Imagineer, it'll be 10 years this summer, I'm very proud of that. And for the last couple of years, I've actually worked on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. My role has been the logistics manager um, to make sure that everything that is coming and going from the project happens in the most efficient and safe way possible. My typical day um, is never typical. Building Batu, an entirely new planet compared to a construction job, right? A building out there in the middle of the city. Um, worlds of difference, pun intended. The ability to be successful for this project is only because of our communication with all of our park partners. Um, operations, security, custodial, everyone is so important in making sure that this amazing thing happens because they support us and we do really appreciate that support. The way I got into construction um, was as a kid, I helped my dad around the house, Mr. Fix-It, I had my own little tool belt, um, but I was also a Star Wars fan. Watching Princess Leia on the movie screen and seeing how empowered she was and she was such a forceful leader. Um, and she was able to do it with grace and style. Those are all things that I've tried to emulate as I go through my career um, as a woman in construction. My job brings magic to the guests because it's going to be able to allow them to experience Star Wars like they've never been able to experience before. And I'm excited for you to see it. Hey, there's another one of those videos that you probably should actually watch if you want to get the gist of... uh... You know, there's the little sneak peeks of Galaxy's Edge that you get every time they show one of those videos that's actually inside. Yep. All right. And so one other little bit about Galaxy's Edge is that today there was an earnings call, which they did not announce the uh, the title of Episode 9, much to the internet's chagrin. <laughs> but what they, but what Iger did say was that uh, Galaxy's Edge was going to require no advertising of any kind. Just word of mouth. Ah. He's like, basically, we could just, uh, basically, he joked that they could just put out a Twitter post saying it's open and that's all they need to do. True. 
And I'm then I see people analyzing that and saying, "Oh well, no lack of advertising did you really well with Solo, didn't it?" I'm like, "Do you know nothing about theme parks? Right. Theme parks and movies are not the same thing. Why would you even make? I mean, do you have to be really, really that like disconnected from how things are to know that there is no advertising needed for Galaxy's Edge. Everybody that needs to know about Galaxy's Edge, presumably." already knows about it. Anybody who cares about Galaxy's Edge knows about it already. There's people that don't care about Galaxy's Edge that know about it and wish they didn't. <laughs> so presumably the people that care about Galaxy's Edge or Star Wars or whatever want to visit these these parks, they know about it already. You don't need to advertise it. The parks are busy as it is. It doesn't need to be advertised. And I almost guarantee 100% guarantee that there's going to be the usual limited billboard and TV local TV advertising campaigns that they always have. Like they did with the electoral parade coming back. Like they did with, uh, the 60th, anything, anything. They always have a little limited. They put up a billboard on all the billboards they own. They will put a billboard up that says galaxy's edge, blah, blah, blah. And they will have their little commercials that probably show as part of the local packaging on only the you know the stations, but other than that, that's all they will probably have. But anything other than that, they don't need it. Nope. The parks are busy. They want literally less people in the parks, not more. Why would you advertise when you don't need more people? <laughs> exactly. Galaxy's Edge will sell itself to the people that want to see it. They don't need to advertise. So also, the only other really couple of interesting things that was mentioned in the earnings call was that uh, they would be unveiling Disney Plus to the investors or whoever it is in April, which had been rumored for quite some time that that was going to happen. So probably going to find out sometime in April when it will be coming out in more details, probably after it has been unveiled to them, then probably everything will be revealed. At last, we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Wow. Keep your robe on. Yes. <laughs> and then um, also Iger expressed that uh, basically the Fox stuff is going to stay the Fox stuff and that any that that will leave also any Marvel stuff that wants to still be rated R will still uh, stay under the Fox banner, you know, including Deadpool and, and or anything else besides that. And uh, basically just uh, talking about how the dynamics of Fox stuff going to Hulu or whatever, as opposed to the stuff that's going to go into Disney Plus, because once the Fox deal goes through, Disney will own 60% of Hulu. Oh. Once the Fox deal is done and done. Interesting. But uh, I'm probably going to skip ahead, but this is a good uh, segue for this, uh, because... uh, we've actually seen one of the very first, not probably not probably what you would expect, but probably the very first uh, pairing and use of a Fox property has just been announced at the local uh, TV thing. Uh, besides them announcing that Modern Family will be wrapping up after season eleven next year, it was announced that they will be rebooting on my favorite network, Freeform. <laughs> The 
old Fox property from the 90s, Party of Five. Because, you know, when, when you think about the first thing that... Not, not Wolverine, not the X-Men, not Simpsons, not anything else, but the first thing, one of the first things that <laughs> Disney decides to reboot of a Fox property is Party of Five. Now, uh, for those of you that don't remember what Party of Five is, it was a show that uh, gave us Jennifer Love Hewitt, Nev Campbell, Lacey Chabert, or however you say her name, and uh, basically it was about a family whose parents die in a car crash, and then they're just a bunch of kids or whatever they are. I never watched the show. The eldest one uh, basically raised them. Right. They raised themselves or whatever, yeah. right? So uh, this reboot is going to take a little bit different approach. It's going to be about a completely Mexican family whose parents have been deported back to Mexico and how they, and how they have to basically raise themselves in America when their parents have been sent back to Mexico. Now, if there isn't a better, if there isn't a more topical uh, topic (laughs) and you know, it's good that this is going to have such a uh, opportunity, a diversity and a very diverse cast, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I think it's great. It's fine. I just, it's gonna, I just, it's definitely gonna leave itself open for a lot of ridicule. Right. Uh, probably undeserving. But I mean, I would say that, thank goodness, it's not just not another whitewashed version of Party of Five because they could have easily have done, said, okay, we're gonna make another Party of Five with all, with all white people again. I mean, it's good that they didn't do that. But of course, you know all your usual uh, your usual trolls are going to be like, "Oh, look at all this uh, white, not white people, and blah blah blah." <laughs> we hate it. <laughs> but uh, you know, but yeah, cool. Freeform <laughs> party of five on freeform. <laughs> I didn't see when that was coming out, but if you're into that, cool. <laughs> I mean, I like the concept. I like that they're not just basically just doing the same exact story yeah. again with a bunch of white people whose parents died. Right. At least they're going with a whole nother kind of like, you know, it's a topical route. It's a good idea. Uh, you know, they could do a lot of, uh, great stories. Like it could be, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but it's exactly what I mean. I, this could be blackish for Mexicans. True. Where, Blackish tends to be like a lot of people say that that's a really great portrayal of you know middle America and stuff in households. Yeah, this could be the same thing, you know, like that. But obviously, you know, with you know, and portraying those real things like having parents that have been deported and stuff like that, it's a real it's a real issue, and I think it could be a really great show for, and I think it's going to be a great for a show for those people who it's directed at too. I uh, I watch Blackish. I love Anthony Anderson. I loved him ever since I've seen him do those what do you call it character actors and all those movies like Romeo Must Die and he's just funny. So he's one of my favorite actors, and uh, he's really good on, on on that show. It's awesome. Hey, what's up? Tim's not here to say. Hey, it's time for the mail. Yep, uh, I noticed he wasn't here. And um, that's probably why we have a a shorter show today. 
But yes, our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel, and her subject line is Cookie Con. She says, what's up, guys? This weekend I went to the L.A. Cookie Convention. Did you know that was a thing? Well, actually, I knew the Cookie Con was coming, and I was really, really thinking about going. I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go. But I uh, I didn't, <laughs> obviously. She said, I sure didn't. My sister got me tickets for Christmas. It was at the Anaheim Convention Center. We basically walked around and sampled cookies and watched lots of baking demos. There were chefs from the Food Network there, but I didn't go see them. The setup was a lot like D23, except there was a lot less people and no spending hours waiting in line. <laughs> We pretty much walked right up to panels and sat in front in the front row 10 minutes before they started. Also, what was really cool, there was the Pizza Planet truck, the Jeep from Jurassic Park, the DeLorean, and R2-D2. I have no idea what they have to do with cookies, but they were pretty awesome. So I had fun. I bought some edible glitter to make fancy cupcakes, and I'm excited to try that. And so are we. <laughs> I have insider information about astral orbiters. My be- my best friend's cousin's husband's sister's niece's cat sitter's friend. No, just kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> I thought he's giving me this look. So that makes you us what? No, Absolutely she, uh, nothing. No, she actually said my best friend's husband works at Disneyland in the paint and plaster. Like, okay, Lewis. <laughs> in the paint and plaster department. They are just being repainted, so there you go. And now you know. Until next week, Rachel. Bye. <laughs> she also sent us pictures of her in front of the DeLorean with the Nartu unit. Oh, and it has uh, the droid. It looks like, uh, what do you call those little droids? Oh, a mouse droid. Yeah. And then she has a picture of the Jurassic Park Jeep and the Pizza Planet truck. So that's pretty cool. Cool. I did want to go to that cookie con. I was thinking about I it. never even heard of it. Yeah, I saw an advertisement on Facebook. Of course you did. Yeah, probably because I follow a lot of cooking things, you know. And I was like, oh, let me see this. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go. I even showed it to Jose, and Jose was like, oh, we should go. But, yeah, we didn't get around to going. Well, thank you for your email there, Wreck-It Rachel. All right, next email is from Dan the Mailman. His subject line is, a return and a big game. Finally. Dan has returned to the parks. Anthony will get that reference. I get it too. Went to the park for the first time in 2019 this last week. My brother and I met up with Diggs, Jose, and Michael, the old male guy. (laughs) Happy birthday, Michael. In typical mouth power fashion, I didn't actually ride any attractions. Just got to see what all this Valentine's hype is about. Not sure what I feel about them decorating for Valentine's Day. Maybe if we were lucky, the little man of Disneyland will make an appearance for St. Patrick's Day. Had a little bit of fat time with the stronger... Don't come on to Jose like that. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little fat time with the strawberry churro. Pretty good. Not as much Kool-Aid taste as the last one. That was found in Tomorrowland. And the dipping sauce was excellent. Finished off the night hanging at the Jolly Holiday as the park near closing in the rain and generally just had a good time with good people. 
I don't work next week, so hopefully we'll actually make an appearance on the show. <laughs> Too bad we're not having a show. <laughs> if I haven't been replaced by Giselle, haha, <laughs> no invite. <laughs> well, maybe you and uh, Giselle can have a podcast next week since we're going to be unavailable to have one next week. Yeah, Anthony is going to be uh, traveling the world. Just kidding. Yeah, you're going to be babysitting, and I'm going to be doing other things. <laughs> Since you aren't supposed to say Super Bowl, I refer to it as the big game. Oops. No, you can say Super Bowl you want. You just can't advertise you're having a Super Bowl. Anything Super Bowl in a restaurant, you can't advertise their Super Bowl. You can say Super Bowl all you want because they're not going to come after you because you said Super Bowl. You know, I'm saying Super Bowl, and they're not going to say anything because I said Super Bowl. But you can't advertise any, like, Super Bowl specials if you have a restaurant or anything like that. Stanley Cup. Oops, we're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Game sucked, but those commercials for Captain Marvel, Avenger, Toy Story, and Star Wars were excellent. Oh, we didn't get a Star Wars trailer. Who do? <laughs> and apparently not Tim. Uh, the other three look good. I choose Captain Marvel for actually being the best one of the three. What do you think? I'm sure Anthony already played them here on the podcast. We will see if I make it to the parks this weekend, possibly Friday. Saturday is going to be long as I head to Alvera Street, search for an authentic churro and a tour of Cal State L.A. Maybe I will go on Valentine's Day for a little while on a solo trip. We'll see. See you all soon, Dan the Man out. Uh, first of all, Dan, I just wanted to say that we were discussing earlier that uh, I believe, we're, or at least I'm disappointed, and he's in agreement with me that uh, the uh, strawberry churro was a missed opportunity to, be, to have it taste like uh, strawberry milk, strawberry quick. And uh, rather than Kool-Aid, which to me makes no sense. And uh, number two, uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are all in agreement about uh, the whole Super Bowl thing. Uh, What did you think about uh, Captain Marvel being the best of the three? Higher, further, faster. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. If anything, just to own the cons, I guess. I don't know. Cookie con? Sure. I don't know. All the toxic people who don't think that Captain Marvel is good, I don't know, because it's woman, you know. All those people. Yeah. They think that Captain Marvel's going to bomb because she doesn't smile. Okay. Because she's a woman who doesn't smile. Hmm. And they're the worst kind, apparently, according to them. Okay. But I'm... All right, well, thank you for your email there, Dan the Mailman. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, sorry, we're not going to be available next week, but uh, like I said, if you, if you and uh, Giselle and uh, Michael or anybody <laughs> else want to get together and uh, record your little uh, mini podcast, we'll be, uh, and you can send it to Diggs, and then we would be happy to play it on the podcast. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool, because I encourage all of you who go to the parks or get together as groups or do anything to to record things and send them in. We've already encouraged uh, Mr. Knight to do his own recording of food reviews and stuff, but he has yet to do that. Uh, I've, rec- I've encouraged uh, other people in the past. Uh, I've, well, I've even encouraged Diggs to do recordings at the park and we just never did it, but, <laughs> you know, 
Do it. We'll play that shit. Yeah. All right, so you got any uh, things to uh, send in? You want to record something from the parks or on your own? Or you can even record and say, hey, Anthony, you suck. Hey, we'll play it. Uh, you can also, if you have any tips of the weeks or any other comments and questions or stuff like that, all you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this short episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. I heard there was a troll that's farting glitter. Yeah, it's know. not at Disneyland. No. It's no. at another theme park. That's really interesting. But yeah. It's for I, those, you know, those trolls. <laughs> Trolls, because you know there's thing, there are things still. Yes, they are. Actually, you know, real quick, I saw, I went to Victoria Gardens over there in Rancho Cucamonga, and they have, uh, you know, the mug shake. Yes. Well, they opened up a restaurant, and uh, they have burgers and stuff like that. Well, while I was there, they have this big old screen on the wall, and they were showing trolls. Don't know why they're showing trolls, but it was on the the screen there. But real quick, those burgers there are really good. So if you ever go to the Mug Shake and try to the restaurant, try the burger. Really good. Juicy. I didn't have a Mug Shake because, well, you know, a lot of sugar in that. So I was good. But, yeah, hey, don't forget, hey, coming up is uh, Duck's Day at Disneyland. Uh, that will be on Monday the 11th. Yes. So go check that out. Uh, a lot of Duck's players should be there. Old. Yeah, don't forget that if you want an autograph, then you must be there at the butt crack of dawn at <laughs> DCA, basically a rope drop when it opens. Just like getting a popcorn bucket. Yes, just like getting a popcorn bucket, just like when they had the uh, Disney Channel thing, if you wanted to meet David Tennant or anybody, there was only really only a couple of people that sold out fast. But anyways, yes, yeah, so if uh, you guys are interested in that, make sure you guys get their Early, early, early on Monday, the 11th, for Ducks Day. Celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Anaheim Ducks. And then last week we were talking about the Lunar New Year stuff. I think that's over on the 17th. Is that what it said? I know Lunar mm-hmm. New Year is like today or something. Yes. And uh, I think it's going to the 17th. I think I saw something from Disney come out today about that. Oh, yeah, it was a Disney AP about getting your buttons and stuff like that. Right. At the AP corner, which I did not get because I didn't get over there when we were there on Friday. So. Well, you have still have a whole nother week, almost almost a week. Yeah. More than a week, actually. No, yeah, a week and a half. So plenty of time to get over there. If you haven't gotten over there yet, get your buttons or celebrate the new year, a lunar new year stuff. Uh, at least it's going on much past the Lunar New Year this time, as opposed yeah. to, uh, I think it was when they extended the hours last year, but they still had the Lunar New Year ending like just two days after the actual Lunar New right. Year. At least this year, this time, it's going uh, well past the Lunar New Year, which is good, and they're learning their lesson. Oh, and real quick, yeah, I went, when I was over there, I looked at the food booths over there, and they actually have some pretty cool signage. Cool. Yeah, I'll show Anthony a picture of that, and uh, maybe... If you guys are listening on YouTube, you can uh, see the pictures of the signage. If you haven't seen it yet, I was really impressed that they added um, nice, you know, signs over there. So that's pretty cool. 
And don't forget to go over there and get your grub on. Lots of uh, Lunar New Year foods going on. Yeah, still your chance to get the uh, Lunar New Year Sip and Savor Pass for $39, I believe, and you can get uh, six items from any of the four Lunar New Year booths. So, yeah, check it out. And uh, don't forget Minis, Valentine's Day Surprise Hunt thing is going on, so you can go over the park and get a map. Yeah, check that out. Go and see some of the clues or some of the things that you have to find. I saw two of them so far. Not looking for them, really, just um, out of the corner of my eye. Oh, that's one of those things. And also, if anybody's going to the Disneyland After Dark Valentine's Day event, which I believe is this Thursday. Yes. If anybody is going to that, uh, make sure you guys uh, send us a line after letting us know how that went. Mousepirategmail.com. I actually uh, have a friend who had uh, two extra tickets, and I started thinking about it. But I was like, nah, I don't want to go. <laughs> Almost thought about going. If oh. it was free. I know, huh? Yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. Don't forget, you all, we all, you also have the Mickey to get your ears on, all that event going on. You have the dance party at Tomorrowland. You can get your dance on with Mickey and all the pals over there. They're not, they're palling around at Tomorrowland. So you can do all that and uh, all the fat times you can have in the park. Yeah, and don't forget that uh, uh, Lunar New Year and Valentine's Day almost over. It'll be yet only a couple more weeks, and then uh, Food and Wine Festival will be starting up in March. So, yep, a lot of things going on. Lots going on in what used to be a pretty boring time for Disneyland. That's true. Of course, you can keep up with all the, that stuff and more on our social medias. We're Mousepire on Facebook, Mousepire at Mousepire on Twitter and Instagram, just Mousepire. On the Snapchat and still no Tumblr. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Blue1313 over on Instagram. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button orders going out. Don't forget to head over to dgpclothing.com, get your mouse powered gear. You can help support the podcast by purchasing your gear or get some custom made stickers. Get some custom-made car decals, uh, sweatshirts, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, whatever you need, especially for baseball season. Baseball season's here, and uh, sometimes you're out there, and it's cold, and you just might need a hoodie, and you can customize it with your kid's name on it, team name, or whatever. Or you can just have it say, Play ball! There you go. And uh, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash You can help support the podcast there. Take advantage of Michael the Mail Guy's $3 special. Yes. And don't don't worry. Your $3 and it's not going to go to a corn dog. And uh, last but not least, uh, you can check out the podcast on YouTube. Uh, this, just search Mouse Power Podcast on YouTube. And uh, as soon as Tim the Tech gets a chance, he'll upload it. He still has been very busy at his new job, uh, learning some new programs for the lighting console. So... That's what he's been doing when he's off of work. So anyway... Uh, Tell him you, to learn how to code. Exactly. So, yeah, you can check out the podcast there. And um, that's about it. And until next time, remember, never give up on your failed dreams because they will probably be rebooted anyways. So for Corn Syrup, The Bud Knight, and Left Shark's Ghost, I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. That's not how the force works. This is not going to go the way you think. That's what the Ram said. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. 
audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Dang Ray. I'm trying to get the cookie out of my teeth. Get it out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, hold on. Chew that shit. I'm chewing it. <laughs> In this week's episode, it's our annual tribute. Andy Warhol sort of eating a burger. Crepe. Seeing more on this halftime of it. On this half. I'm out of practice, man. 